On this episode of On The Record, we're going into the pizza business. As many businesses were closed throughout the pandemic, an opportunity for fresh entrepreneurs flourished through added time, increased unemployment, and stimulus checks. So what do you get when four bros walk into a pizza place? Christmas of 2019, we had plans to make some uh, pizza at home for the family. We had been doing it for a couple of years already, close to three years uh, for both of us, me and In Will. In pizzerias and restaurants. Yeah. Um, and uh, Will had bought our first oven that we ever used. I think it was one of those little uni ovens. I saw yeah. that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single yeah, pie crazy, at a time. Yeah. 12, the max you could do is 14 inches, I believe, in that. How long does it take for that thing to get up to temperature? Because it's not a big oven to begin with. About no. 20, 25 minutes. Not, that, not yeah. as long as you would think. Yeah. It's because it's so condensed, um, so small that you know the, the, the wood fire just ignites it real, real quick to get yeah. to get the stones hot. But you got to give it at least 20, 25 minutes because the stones have to get hot. The top will cook faster than the bottom ever will if you don't give it the right time to, to heat up. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So <laughs> you want to talk about ovens. Explain this oven to me. The uni oven? Yeah. Well, it's, okay, so you the, keep saying it by name like it's this okay. crazy oven. <laughs> it's this thing. All right, so the, the uni oven is like a, it's a small, I can't, it's maybe two feet long. And it's like a few inches high in the oven. It has four small stones that go in there, and you can either do wood-fired or you could have a gas connector, and um, it fits 14-inch pies at the max, and we were doing 12-inch, 10 to 12-inch pies, uh, Neapolitan-style wood-fired pizza when we first started. Um, I bought the oven just because I wanted to, I wanted to start making pizza at home whenever the hell we wanted to, because we all worked in pizzerias, um, and we just... Like sometimes when holidays come around, we have family there. We had a he had a KitchenAid mixer. We knew how to make dough. The sauce that we had was just a simple like just get a can of what we want and we make it. So it was the wood fired oven that, that I was tired of experimenting with a freaking grill or at the at home ovens. It was just like it wasn't the texture that we wanted, and that's so I just went out and bought it, and um, that was that was it. I mean that's the best way I could describe it. It has a, it has a, like a tall stack for smoke. The smoke coming out of there, a back um, accessible door, but um. And you bought yeah. this though, like a a while back before you even had a shop. So yeah, you, yeah. you well, was you pretty much bought this thing at for home use, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. But what then it was. you just explained to me that it's got a thing in the back for the smokestack. Where are you yeah. cooking these pizzas? No, so no, it was all right. So towards the front of the oven, there's a there's a like a foot and a half stack that's just a pipe that goes out and lets smoke out so it's not like it's a huge thing it's just to get the the smoke not hitting your face when it's coming out of the oven okay um but fire alarms have to be disconnected oh, no. probably you, you well, gotta we do were it on my balcony yeah, yeah we were yeah, on the balcony, we're on the balcony right balcony. Gotcha. Um, which is probably not all that safe yeah. still nah, it's but fine. It's fine. <laughs> it was i mean it's it's really not any more dangerous than your average yeah, than grill, grill you know yeah. right on the, on the balcony so i so you didn't just come blindly into this. You just said that you all worked doing pizza at some point. So you were all working in different pizza restaurants in New Rochelle or in the area? Yeah, correct. Like, um, so I have uh, me and Carlos started off in the pizzeria in a pizzeria, uh, the Big Slice. Okay. Okay, and I started off delivering, and then Damn. I I moved up to making pizza because the owner had just gotten rid of his pizza guy. He was working seven days a week. And I said, let me teach me how to make pizza so you can have a day off. And he did. Then um, we needed a delivery guy at that point, so I asked Carlos. And then eventually um, Danny came in as the same thing. 
And then... Danny, you like making money? I got an excellent opportunity for you. We need somebody on board here. Yeah, I mean, we just brought the whole... And then eventually Brian, our, our youngest brother, even started working there. He just um, made it big slice into the four bros. Uh, <laughs> and I wanna, yeah, I don't want to take to go that way, but... Um, yeah, we, we all worked there uh, at one point, and then we went our separate ways. Like, I, I left and went to another pizzeria strictly because I wanted to get more experience and see different things about pizza and also work in higher volume. The Big Slice was just starting out and wasn't doing high volume yet. And I went to different places, you know, and then I ended up in the city for a few years. Um, Where were you in the city? Uh, so I started off at the Woodstock. It's um, it's no longer in existence, but it was, um, when it was rocking, oh my God, it was beautiful. It was uh, a, a Woodstock theme and they served uh, Neapolitan style, which is cocktails. That was their whole thing. So I, uh, I I started there as just a pizza guy, and the guy, the executive head chef is uh, Nino Caniglio. He's a ten-time world pizza champion. The guy is just a genius when it comes to pizza, and he just knows a lot of science behind it all. So I stayed really close to him, and I I learned everything as much as I could from him. And then I became the sous chef there. So I was running the place, and he was just like out doing whatever he wanted. Winning championships and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And then I brought Carlos in um, part time because um, he just—I just—it was an opening, so he said, "Yeah, let's go." So he ended up learning a lot about that too. Um, Danny actually worked there too, but he was um, more on the floor. He wasn't behind in the kitchen yet. Um, yeah, so that's where I went, and then I had some other pizzas, um, some other pizza spots part time, and then also after that. So there was a lot of experience in different. Pizzerias, different kinds of pizza, um, a lot of science behind pizza. If you guys you know don't know that already, there's just there's there's a lot of little variables that go into just the dough itself. For sure. Um, which me and Carlos have have uh, done a lot of work with. Like, I I can't even say we mastered it yet. Like I, I can't, but we we mastered think it's something that can be mastered necessarily. Yeah, right. I think we've done a really good job of getting down our recipe and that's it like we can we could definitely experiment and go into other things but um yeah. honestly we just don't have the time and to like the the product that we put out right now is we're i mean focused we're on this right now yeah but, we're um, kind of we would like to get back to napolitan style though yeah definitely if we can start like a whether it's a food truck or just like a shack with a window that just has a wood-fired oven somehow but so if you say you want to get back to neapolitan style how would you describe this style right now so this is a this is what we call we we yeah we we named it neo New York style pizza because neo means new in Italian and it's across so we we say that because it's a cross between Neapolitan style and New York style. Um, our process through making the dough, uh, our freshness of the of the tomatoes that we use. Um, believe it or not, we don't put a whole lot of ingredients in our sauce. We kind of use a quality tomato and let it speak for itself. Um, you can't butcher it. You got to do it the right way. Um, you know, it's not just as simple as just open the can and throw it on. But um, we use grande cheese. It's top of the line. You can't really get better than grande cheese out there. So, um, and it's the dough process, the fermentation, which is something that most New York style uh, plots don't don't do. They do proofing, obviously, but but. Um, fermentation is something that we take seriously for a number of reasons, and um, that's why we call it a cross between New York and Neapolitan style. So that's 
our style that we're bringing to New Rochelle and Westchester, which isn't really done out here. <clears throat> Sometimes in the city, you would say you, you would be able to see it, but not not out here. Um, but yeah, that's that's just my experience. Um, a little bit of my experience that I've had in in pizzerias and around pizza in general and food. Um, I also ran a few other kitchens in the city that didn't have to do with pizza. It was just cooking. Um, so a lot of that helped with this. Um, these guys have their own stories too. So I'm still just blown away that like you can't even put people that are in the same family in a room on Thanksgiving together, <laughs> and you guys are just like we're gonna start a business together and see each other about 89 hours a week at least. I mean, uh, don't. This isn't easy. Yeah, it has it has its ups and downs. Um, you know, thank God more ups, but um, yeah. Danny's it, got positive energy. Yeah, right no, now. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> it's uh, it's all a learning process. Yeah. to work together. I mean, we've all worked together in the past. Um, it's just it's nothing like owning your own place and and working together and seeing like you yeah. said, seeing each other, eighty to hundred hours a week and being in the same kitchen when it's high and everything like that and and, and we all have different opinions on how we want to do things and. Uh, well, is it a democracy as far as how things are decided? Not three. Yes, no, no, yes no. and no. It's uh, Will. Will is the head executive chef. Um, we all came into um, Four Bros knowing that. Um, it's more of you know he'll ask or we'll, we'll discuss it, and when it comes down to it, if there has to be a final say, you know he'll he'll be the one to end up making the the final decision. But you know, and that does often make things easier, also though, because there oh, yeah. there needs to just be a final say to it, just. I was going to say yeah. democracy wouldn't work with this. No, because yeah. then, so the whole the whole way I explained it to them at first was, <clears throat> basically, what's going to happen is if we all take a vote on everything, and you know, three of us or two of us go with this, three of us go with this, and you're not going in one clear cut direction. You're going in a circle, essentially. You know, and although some of these ideas might be great. Um, it might not go with the kind of direction or the um, brand that we're that we're already going to be or are or whatever the case is, and so it's like <clears throat> it's even like I, I mean I I don't want to say that I made a wrong decision yet. I mean obviously we've made mistakes and we've learned from it, but even if I make a bad decision and here's the and and their choice was better, the 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 reason it's okay to go in that direction is because. Uh, excuse me. It's because you're going in one direction as opposed to, you know, going off to the right for a second and then coming back. And then because you have to go into one direction to try to get to your goal and you're going to make mistakes. We're going to we're going to see things that that don't sell, that don't react um, well with customers or, or, you know, that don't really take off on social media, things like that. But it's really it's you know, it's, nothing has been like, what can I say? I don't know. Nothing's really killed us with with those kind of decisions um so it's been working out really well like we it, it is rough to work with family it really is like this there's, there's there's a lot of ups, ups and downs but um at the end of the day we've learned how to work with each other in a way where it's like okay you know like this is it this is what it's gonna be let's just let's just squash it and then we move on so yeah, it's we don't really hang on too much to anything that bad happening you know i think what's important in any of those dynamics is being able to identify who has what strength and then just playing to that person's strength uh, yeah. absolutely you know yeah. it makes it easier yeah. to 
you know, instead of having to like everybody have to decide about everything, you just say, all right, you're you got this down. This is going to be your section. I'm going to handle this section. I'm going to handle this section and play to those strengths, and then it kind of makes it easier to. That that's exactly yeah. what we did. That's exactly what we did when we first yeah. um, when we even when we were doing it out of the house. Like Danny was more of somebody that was in pizzerias or restaurants as a prep cook, and he, like he learned how to slice up chicken and in the right way, tenderize it the right way. Um, you know, uh, different things with uh, flour mixtures, flour mixtures, um, or we got the cheese. Like all he seasons of our saute, it. most of our saute stuff is coming from Danny's mind. Uh, our chicken, our famous chicken, and uh, our eggplant recipes are all Danny. Yeah, people are in love with that stuff right now, and um, I've had the fried chicken sliders. They're good. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, I, I run basically the dough game here, um, yeah. uh, and I'm mainly pizza. Yeah, he's a so, head pizza uh, yellow, really. Yeah, I mean, we that's exactly what we do. We play to our strengths here. We do what we know how to do best. Um, Will got the most experience in executive part of uh, the business. Uh, through Woodstock, um, so that's that's naturally why he took the lead the lead uh, spot in this team. But uh, yeah, that, that was, I mean, uh, if you want to be a, me to be a little honest with you, with with working with each other, I can tell you right now for like the first hour when we come in, there is not a word said. Yeah, <laughs> we will come in and all you were, you won't even know anybody's here unless you hear the clinking of like uh, of the dough tins or, or the knives, things like that. We just, we don't, we don't, we just don't, we don't really, we don't even necessarily say hi to each other. We come in. It's just because we've been around each other for our whole life. And we, we just never come in and say hi, like, hey, what's up? No. It's, None it's of us like are morning people. No, that, that's, that's nothing. None of that's us are really morning. I could, I could, uh, I could act the same way in the morning, but it's just when we're, we know, yeah, like he said, like we're around each other all the time. We kind of come in, we get our stuff done. The only time I might say something is if I feel like, Danny should do this before he does this, or something like that. Like I, I that's really it. Like we, we pretty much stay out of our way at the beginning of the day, because we're prep is is the heavy. Like the beginning of the day is is heavy with prep, and then later on it's like okay, let's start making food, and it's just that's easier to communicate with. Prep is just get to work right away. That's Would you good. say that you focus on efficiency? Yes, hell yes. <laughs> Efficiency is definitely something that we, that uh, me, myself, uh, 100%, I think these guys too, efficiency is key because it's like I hate doing double work, right? Like, I can't even think of an example right now, but it's like, you know, slice something first, put it in the bucket, season it, then fry it. Don't, don't try to season it, then slice it, then, you know what I mean? Like, it's all, it's all, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, you gotta find Chef the best flow for things, the quickest way to do things, the most efficient way to do things. Yeah. The thing is, we, we don't make our lives easy with the menu that we have. Even though our menu is smaller than most pizzerias, now, it's like... Uh, let me interject before you go further <laughs> into yeah, the menu. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I did when I sat down here is I looked at this wall that's behind us, and it's filled with a handful of different items all over. Yeah. And just looking at it... At first, I thought you were offering wine on the red and white section, <laughs> and then I started reading through it, and I said, holy shit, those are all pizzas. Yeah. Uh, but this thing, what's up there? It's like 45, 50 different items on this thing? Yeah, maybe. I mean... But like, it, a year ago, you were pushing things right at the cottage uh, yeah, kitchen, know. you know what I mean? Like, this that is was a such huge, a simpler time. This is a huge jump. When you, yeah. when you want to talk about hammering some things out and doing quality control and making sure that the food's getting out fast enough. You're dealing with a handful mm. of orders here, and you're scaling 
from what you were doing in a you know small environment to now doing it here. Yeah. There's a lot to tackle on this thing. Like, when, I'll, tell, I'll tell you right now, I don't want that many things on my menu. <laughs> we, run a, we run at 35 menu items, and that's it. Really? Oh, wow. That's, that's great. That, so, that's about right, right here. Yeah. <laughs> we, they run it at 35 menu items now. When we that's started, like, our menu was three pages long at one point, you know? <laughs> so, what, I mean, what are the hardships in being able to put all of these items out, like, fast enough when you're going through primetime business? And, you know, is that a lot of this prepped already, kind of, to some extent, oh, where you can There's... make sure you push it out? At least 80% of it is prepped beforehand, but like yeah. our chicken is not, uh, so our chicken is not a typical Italian chicken cutlet. Ours is more of a crispy chicken cutlet. So what we do is, it's so most places will bread, like they'll, they'll uh, what am I saying? They'll season the chicken, they'll put it in the flour, the egg yolk it, then they'll bread it, and then they'll just have it like laying on trays or whatever. So that all they gotta do is pick it up and throw it in the fryer. We have our seasoning, we have it in seasoning. Then we have to flour ours and then put it in the fryer at to order, you know. And when we get into a rush, we might fry off like a, a lot of chicken and then it's gone in 10 minutes. Knowing that yeah. it's on the way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. No, exactly. So it's gone in 10 minutes. So it's always fresh. And that's that's the thing. We Our quality is up there. Our standards are up there. Like there's bro- like Broccoli Rob, it's delicious and it's great. People enjoy it, but they don't have any idea the the the... The work behind it, like you have to cut off a little piece of the stem. You got to boil it, then you got to throw it in. Well, yeah, then you drain it, then you throw it in an ice bath, then you drain it again, then you chop it into pieces, then you season it, then you you know mix it, then you have to put it away. Like that's just one item, you know what I mean? So, well, see, that's why you gotta you gotta you gotta do things while you're doing other things. Um, you, you could do five, you could do huge. five different prep jobs at once. It's just you start off with the broccoli rob. While you're waiting for the process to go, like for it to drain and things like that, you have to wait for all the water. You're waiting for that. You're not gonna just sit there and just wait for it. No, you're gonna you're gonna move on to something else. Do three things in a time that the broccoli rob is sitting there. Once it's done, then you go back to the broccoli rob, get that done, and then you move on. Um, it's <clears throat> we we try to make the most out of our time always with with everything we do. Um, and for a lot of these stuff that are on the menu, well, first of all. This menu didn't just come to be out of nowhere, out of thin air. When we were doing this <clears throat> for five, six months in the private location, we, we've all had things in our head that we just wanted to put on the table, mm-hmm. do, <clears throat> put out while we were in a private location. But the smarter, it, it, just, it wasn't exactly smart for us to do it then because, one, we didn't have a like, commercial kitchen. Um, we didn't have the space. We didn't have the oven really, really to do it. We didn't have any, any of the tools to, 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 to really get any of the stuff that we really truly want to get we were, yeah, we were already limited so to add all that stuff it would just been it would have been crazy but we all had it in the back it's, of our mind what we wanted to add for you know for the most part to the menu and and then once we got the opportunity to open the shop that's when we you know we, we kind of went nuts and we were like we just put a bunch of things on the table um <clears throat> will's the one that ultimately put together the menu um with what was going to be the final draft and what we wanted and everything like that. Carlos is the one that actually made our paper menus, our um, physical menus. Yeah, he did, you know, he designed it and everything with the pictures. I mean, with everything that's on the on the on the menu. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's, it's freaking beautiful. Designer, yeah. Joe extraordinaire. <laughs> you know, have, having multiple abilities like this is something that is extremely hard to find. And I didn't have any help with any designer. 
making our menu. That sucks, man. That's I'm so sad. Sad. That's why we have I'm four sure, bros. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. Nobody to help me. That's why we have four bros. We play to our strengths here. It's honestly mind-blowing to go to think about it that our first menu was half of that middle part. We started with four pizzas. Three. Three, three, three really, yeah. Margarita, pepperoni, and Bianco. That's all that we That was all with. we did. We did that for a few months, and then we added things here and there, like the Nutella pie and Marsala pie. Sandwiches um, were for specials. Um, but we went from having too. a menu of like 10 items to coming into here... And we did that from January to June. We we were private location, just saving up money, and then got into this place. Uh, honestly, just by a miracle, like this this thing fell in our laps. Honestly, and uh, we got really really lucky with this place. I was as the pandemic was happening, looking at the stock market and everything all around. You were looking at things like it was kind of like the end of the world coming. Businesses are about to go out of business. Yeah. And sure enough, in those next few months, as I would open up Instagram and keep looking at what's happening between, you know, friends that I have on my feed, uh-huh. I noticed a lot of people opening up their own businesses. And the pandemic really gave a chance for people to be home in an environment where they could actually put their ideas that they've had in their head or on paper into actual real world scenarios. Right. So, I mean, it's beautiful to see how many businesses have flourished and opened up as a result of that. And like you just said, you were in the private kitchen. You were stacking up enough money to come in here and get this thing going. How about the equipment that's back here? Were you able to take advantage of some of the restaurant auctions of, you know, somebody else's unfortunate? Dude, this place was fully loaded. Yeah, was pretty, ready pretty to go, much. Ready was, to go. Yeah, like we don't get don't, don't 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 get it twisted. We we had to bring in a lot. Like we we like after like about the six months that we were doing it, we acquired a lot. We just kept buying equipment and buying like just freaking mixing bowls. Like just kept buying stuff. And then yeah, yeah little little things here and there. Yeah. We have our own. We have our own little like what is it? Twenty quart mixer. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, that's what we that. used when we were in our private location yeah. making. I had to make four batches at once for one Sunday, just for one, just for one day, because we had to get like eighty doughs, and and be able to just pop that out on one Sunday. One long, pie at a time. We how long do you let your dough ferment for? Because you're talking about you do a twenty-four hour process. Twenty-four hour. Yeah. We started off with two KitchenAid mixers. When then for went from there. Yeah. Went to the the twenty oh, the twenty uh what was it twenty quart mixer? I think it's like thirty um, quart, but it don't matter. Yeah, we we ended up buying our own small mixer because with the KitchenAid mixers mixture. we were making ten to twelve batches in each. Well, yeah, well whatever it was, ten to twelve batches total, and I was just taking up all day. So we bought we bought the mixer, and he ended up doing four or five batches, but. Every Sunday, you're talking 80 doughs. No, we, we would do about between 100 and 110. 80 to 100. Yeah, 100 to 110 to 100, yeah. pizzas every week. And Dude, that, that was about was our capacity because <laughs> we opened from, I think it was from 12 or 11 to 8 p.m. or whatever it is. And we did five-minute increments of every pizza because it took about five minutes or so. Because not even, it took about two to three minutes, but you had to let the, the oven recoup. Otherwise, right. it would just, next it would just be, that yeah, it would just be yeah. putting out raw, raw pizza. But... Um, so yeah, that was, that was about the max that we can do in that time frame. Um, it's and we were selling out almost every week. that you mentioned, uh, starting at the KitchenAid and then getting a bigger mixing bowl and, you know, similar to a business I've started, we started with just one little machine and you were getting your yield out of it. And at first you were like, cool, 
I'm, I'm yielding things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're looking at what it produces. And as time goes on, you scale up again. That's when you got your 24 quart, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Similar. Scaled up to be able to do double, <coughs> double the yield. And you're looking at it and you're like, man, now I've got so much more yield coming out of this thing. Yeah. And I mean, then as you keep on building your business, you look at that and you say, shit, this isn't enough. How do we get more dough? So yeah. at, at that point, now, are you still using the 24 quart? Or the, yeah, we know we up? kept we, we used that until we got into here. Right, okay. yeah, yeah. That's it it, it the, uh, worked. It actually did. So yeah, even though we did four or five batches, just it a lot did, more work though. It, yeah, yeah, right, oh, man, you're right. Was, but you don't understand. I was going from house to house. Yeah, that's that's the that's the other thing. At my house, prepping oh, it, going to my mom's basement to make the dough, going to his house to bring where we would perform it, where we would get it done. And we had like, to store it. Was, it. I, we had I the store. We had a big. What, yeah, we started our dough in, 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 in a with cooler with ice, ice on it. <laughs> we had the dough in there. Yeah. And then we came into this where we have a big old mixer. I do one batch a day. <laughs> and we have a gigantic walk-in. And it's uh, we went from a small menu to this big menu. And we're pushing out so much more food now. It's mind-blowing. to. to just... Yeah, the, the process of prep and, and <clears throat> preparation for this, the whole operation in general out of the house was a project oh my god and like, to go back to your covid thing uh we started right before it well yeah. right, who, it's hearsay who, no, it was, you know, it whatever was, who says oh, yeah. what when it started really but like when it really hit new rochelle was what like march ish right yeah. so that's when i heard about you guys on instagram selling pies on like we sunday started nights in january though yeah well yeah, yeah january end of december but that was really for family right and then we like opened up to people more people in, in january and the 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 thing because so, we had a head start that's why covid helped us even more yeah i can definitely speak to the hype because like i said i heard about you guys but i wasn't able to get a pie until like june when he actually opened up the store right, right. yeah so the the thing about um, that's cool. what we were talking that's about before, cool, man. oh my god, <laughs> uh, the um, the uni oven. That was the well, that was one of the one of the funnest parts though. Like all through it, hearing people tell us like I heard about you, and like we were just in our house, man. We yeah. were just doing stuff out of our house, but like the word was spreading little by little. Our followers went from zero to like a thousand within the first month. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like what he was saying, like basically that 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 blew our minds, and we didn't know the power of the Four Bros brand until. But what happened was when we started, we, we took pre-orders. It just helped us gauge how much dough to make, how much cheese to make. Because, we, oh, we make our fresh mozz. And that's what we did when we were out of the house. We made fresh mozz by hand. There was no other cheese that we used. So we had to gauge what orders were coming in because we just didn't want waste. You know what I mean? So when pre-orders, one week, we had like three pre-orders, like three pizzas. And we were worried. We were like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And then we realized, like, once we opened that day, um, we just got smacked with orders on Instagram. And we were like, okay, fine. So, and we sold out that day, and then, we, then it just started happening more and more. There was less pre-orders, and there was just more um, orders that day. And that's what showed us that the Four Bros brand was already, like, it was, it was just a brand in people's minds. That they don't need to pre-order. We're just gonna call them and we're or we're gonna hit them up at the last minute and get four bros on Sunday turned into a thing. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Legitimately, how I found out, I was walking my dog. One of my neighbors comes out of his house. He goes, "Yo, you heard about those four bros pizza?" And I was like, "Yeah, I heard about it." And he's like, "Yo, I just had the pizza last night." And from there, I was like, "Yo, when can I get one of these pies?" Yeah. But it wasn't until you guys started actually delivering out of this spot that I got the Bianca. It's a cool. uh, hashtag Sundays are four bros. Yep. Yeah, Sundays <laughs> are the number four bros. Yeah. How many how many pieces do you think go out on like a Friday Saturday night? Here? Oh, that's yeah. tough to tell. Yeah, uh, 
Oh. So like our menu's so big that it, it varies. So some Fridays we'll do heavy pizza. Some Fridays we'll do heavy. So I'll tell you, it also depends on the the special that we run in the weekend. Yeah. Our our signature special right now is the garlic knot slider. Yep. And whenever we bring it back, and the the greatest thing about it is that it's 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 just a bun. So we can put whatever we want in the middle, right? And we 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 vary. We do things like based on what we think people will like, and it's just taken off that. So it, it's um. How many pizzas is, I would say on average maybe like like 80 to 100 yeah between between the rounds and the squares I mean obviously that's pizza and you know I'm just the picking smalls. them ahead. and that's just to that's just to start you know we're you know places do three 300 pizzas a day and that's kind of what we want to get up to <clears throat> oh yeah alright so you just said rounds in the squares and I've been staring at the menu and I looked before right and it, it says like square pies mm-hmm I, I hear square pies. I'm thinking Sicilian, but that's not what that is. Well, all right. So, it all right. So, a Sicilian is yes, it's a square, right? And it's actually it, like a rectangle, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is a rectangle. Yes, yes. In the pizza game, it's referred to as a square, even though it's not a square. It is a rectangle. In but fact. but when you cut the, when you cut the slices up, it's square exactly. Right. So it's a square. All right. So Sicilian. I want to say it's a little different than our squares only because the Sicilian is traditionally a little thicker um, and there's a lot more cheese on that than a regular pie. Uh, and and our, our New Yorker square is pretty much a Sicilian pizza, yes. Other, others are just, they're, they're so gourmet that when you look at it, you, I mean, you could call it a Sicilian if you want to say it's a, but a, square, it's a square. A square pie is its own category outside yes. of that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a, exactly. So, like, normally, like, if you... Start buying or start grabbing our uh, like a different uh, square that we have every week. Like you know, you'll you'll probably end up saying, okay, this is a square. Like eventually you'll be like, you know what, this is not a Sicilian. But when you get a New Yorker square, okay, yeah, that's a Sicilian. Like it's just a traditional Sicilian. But um, ours is just I can't. Ex- it's hard to explain. The dough process makes it different too. So yeah, I mean, we call it squares just because Sicilians. We don't want to say uh, caramelized Bianco Sicilian. You know what I mean? Your dough is kind of special, like you just said, because it's not as thick as a, as a Sicilian. It's a little bit thinner, but it's still so light and airy inside, mm. and you got that nice crunch on the outside. It's, that's, that's the fermentation. That's the fermentation yeah. process and the way that we do our yeast starter culture. Um, yes. that, so is that it like a, a starter that you've been using over and over again, and it's like a really old starter? Or no, 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 no. Um, so it's a, it's a daily, uh, daily batch starter. We used gotcha. to do that with um, Neapolitan style. That was very important to the dough what's, process. What's the starter? Oh man! So yeah. it's the yeast the starter that's, that's the science. The Neapolitan was a forty-eight hour ferment because oh, wow. yeah. yeah, it was twenty-four hours for the starter, then twenty-four hours for the actual dough, then then then, then game cutting day. and rolling for another. And about, another then you need hours. to be efficient when you're doing something like that because you fall behind a day if you're not. Yeah, yes. no, yeah, that, but uh, that that's what made it easier for and us. We to were do working full time jobs. Yeah, <laughs> we were working full time jobs. Our only days off were Monday and Wednesday and Sunday, and we were, and. Prepping constantly. Get off work, work and you come home and start proofing dough. At those, at on in those days, we were working like close to 120, 140 hours a week. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? That's where you find guys to be successful. That's because how you get to you, where you are right now. Though. Yeah, if you're yeah. taking days off, then you really don't want that other business that you're building. Yeah, yeah. you're just comfortable Absolutely. with where you're at. Like it, you have to. Hit we never your closed. <laughs> we never closed through it all, through everything. We never stopped. Yeah, we were open every Sunday, every Wednesday when we started open on Wednesdays and Sundays. And we had plenty of excuses to to close oh, on yeah. one Sunday. We could have like, closed up. We started off on his balcony. His um, landlord 
got sick of it. And yeah. I, honestly, I don't know why it didn't bother anybody just to smoke. But, you know, when there's a person grilling downstairs, he doesn't say anything. Anyway, we had to get out of there. Uh, we moved into a secret location that had a commercial kitchen, but the wood-fired oven was causing too much carbon monoxide. There so, was more legality problems yeah, there. That, that guy was saying, you know, you can't use this oven in here if you're going to use it. So I had to go and get another. I borrowed an oven from my from my friend from Nino, Nino in Brooklyn and brought it here, it's hooked electric, it up. I mean, they, oh yeah, it was. <clears> and then we had to get that same done. brand as our oven right now. There's just so many. There was so many obstacles. That's just two obstacles. There's, there was so many obstacles, but we we were so relentless. We did not stop because nothing stopped. We just felt time. like the 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 one day that we closed, it'll just ruin the flow of how it was going. You know, the brand that we were building would just. Let me ask you this, <laughs> and as somebody that has had a couple slices of pizza in my lifetime, there's <laughs> a, a competing pizza place up the block from where we're sitting right now. Mm. They've been around forever. Uh, I would always go get the chicken slice from them. And mm. something about their pizza dough is just it's almost like not pizza dough. It's interesting mm. what it is. You know, Which body are you talking about? Which one? Town? A town pizza. Yeah. Oh, I mean. What, I, I'm just, <laughs> what makes that dough like that? He's not wrong. Their dough is it's very is. different. It's more oh, like they're, 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 they're dough is, dense. Their dough is more dense, right? I mean, there's just more... It bread. just like captures the grease or something, yeah. oh, or it doesn't run off it. the pie. That's one way to put it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm we not all... mad at it though. Like for some reason, I like itch my neck and I'll fiend for it every once yeah. in a while. So, that's, so it's look, a very polarizing yeah. pizza. Oh, no, I get what you're saying. It's right there, and yeah, the no. amount of cheese that, that they put on there. So, but look, then. I, I, yeah, I, I could agree with you on a certain uh, level. I used to go to Specs a lot, right? And I Spectators is a local bar that's next to this pizza place. Exactly. So I used to, you know, it's. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's bad pizza. I, I, you know, I would never want to say that against yeah, uh, somebody in this, in this game because this game ever. is hard. No, we this can't say it's bad. I get off the highway to go get it occasionally. No, 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 no. What I was gonna say was, for me, it's the best drunk pizza ever. Like, yeah. it do really you remember is. the place that was there before them? Vaguely, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Someone told me the name of it the other day, and I was like, "What's that? What? I well, what was the name? I've ever known. Yeah. yeah. Like, do, you, do you like? Do you remember the place Walkway. that was there before Tom's Pizza? And they said the name, and I'm like, I didn't know there was something yeah. there before yeah, no, that. Yeah. I, exactly. I said I had no idea. They've been there that long, so they're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. So, so their their dough is a lot different than ours. Honestly, their dough is made almost exactly like other most New York style spots. Yeah. Most New York style spots will just. So they'll take a bucket that they always use for water, that, for the for the uh, dough. They'll fill it up to this level, and then they'll put it in. There's no real measurement of what it is. They just eye it all the time. And that's, I, I, I've tasted their, their pizza a lot, so 100% that's what it is. And then they, for some reason, they cook it on a screen. Um, I don't know why. That's how you get uh, those ridges on the bottom and then a little crispier kind of thing. It's it's a little weird. Um but anyway, that's that's their that's the way they do it, so that's cool. Um, and then they don't do they definitely don't ferment because you could tell how dense it is. Um, mm. And then they put a lot of cheese. I know that people love cheese, so the amount of cheese that they put on there, um, people are gonna love it. But that's that's the big difference between our dough and theirs. They're they don't I know they don't ferment. Um, they 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 cook it on a screen, and they're definitely. I mean, from I'm not Safe gonna to say, say it's uh, probably double the calories. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I, that, that I can say a hundred percent. Yes. Who's really counting calories? Though, when you're all pizza? <laughs> I uh, should be paying attention. It's like the same thing when someone orders like a, a burger, and a, I don't need the bun though. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, if it's the half pound burger with bacon and mayonnaise and ketchup and fried onions, hold the bun. and they want and the yeah, hold the bun. They and want all coke. the sauce. They want the sauce <laughs> under the bun, on top of the bun, on top of the um the patty. It's yeah, that 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 just freaks me out sometimes. So let's talk or about we had, or we had uh, you remember Rick, like to me if he would say. No bun, but give me an extra patty. Yeah. No bun, oh, but give me what? an extra patty. I remember his order would be three half-pound patties. Each patty gets a different kind of cheese. Each patty oh, also right. gets bacon, chili. Then he gets a lettuce, tomato on the side. And then he got something else in the tray. But it was massive. That sounds phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> we, it was the, the, fourth, the fourth brother just walked into the room. Lackadaisically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, have you have you ever right. tried our squares? Like I just have. even a slice. The uh, caramelized yeah, onion bianco, and um, so, I had the fig and apple. The other but day. what about you two guys? I haven't had. It you at haven't. All. Okay, I just so keep no, hearing about it. Noobs knows <laughs> that if you alright. So if you have a square slice, you'll right away understand the difference between our dough and anybody else's on top of uh, town pieces that you just mentioned. It's, it it's, so people, yes. at least in this area, um, they stir away from thick crust. They stir away from anything thick for some reason. They're, they're, I guess it's oh, ca- uh, some of it's calorie counting. Some of it's Grace. like um, I don't want to get full. I don't know, but and it's um, a little intimidating because it's the crust. But once you bite into it, you'll realize that it's like it's just so fluffy and airy, and it's just it's just how we do it. So if you guys have a tr- if you guys try it, you guys will understand. It's really not about. how it looks, but then once you taste it, it changes yeah, everything. Exactly. That's 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 the thing. Yeah, you can't look at it and say that it's gonna be nothing. Or it's gonna feel like it's like nothing as compared to a really thick one. Real quick, I'll, I'll, be, it, I'm I'll sorry. be swinging by later. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> Real quick, actually, bringing it back to what we were uh, speaking about before, I don't, I don't know if anybody really knows about this or how many people know, but if you actually scroll down our feed, first of all, we don't, we we rarely, if at all, delete any of our posts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you scroll down our feed, you'll see where we started from. You'll see, in, like as a grow and everything like that, you'll see like the the KitchenAid hand mixers and. And, and videos oh, yeah. of us fermenta- ferment uh, the fermentation part. What's and, the Instagram? Uh, 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 at 4brospizza underscore. Yes. Um, you'll see, like, the smaller, the small uh, square cambros that we use. Well, the cambros, what we put the dough in compared to the ones that we use now or how we just leave it in the big mixing bowl and, like, the size difference. You'll see everything. The difference in the dough, the difference in how the Napolitan style that we did um, looked compared to what we do now. You'll see pictures of the wood fire <coughs> oven of the inside of the oven. It's it's all beautiful pictures, especially when you see the wood fire and in, in, in the in, in the light and everything. You guys like gotta that. check out the trailer too. We we did when we were at the apartment. We did a four bros trailer that Brian actually put together. He took all the footage and then made it. It's it's such a sick trailer. It's um the thing is the thing that sucks is it's three <coughs> minutes I think two and a half to three minutes long, and people. These days, don't want to watch things that long. They want to watch ten to thirty second videos. Um, but anyway, if you if you guys get a chance, check out that trailer. That that thing is crazy. That'll tell you what we were doing. Pretty it, it's much safe in a nutshell. to say that the Instagram is a time capsule of growth. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yes. you guys, obviously, when you look back on that, you see the difference between where you are now and where you were then, going yep. through those hundred and thousand hour weeks that you were putting in, pretty <laughs> much. To now where it's a little bit easier because you're more efficient with the machinery and mm-hmm. the setup and how you're actually going your day-to-day. And you just said that Brian put together the trailer on social media here. So are you the media guy? Um, I, Yeah, a little bit here and there. It's all between all four of us. But uh, 
It's mostly them for the most part now, yeah, because I'm a little bit back and forth. When, we, when we first started, Brian was the main uh, social media guy. Um, obviously, as we grew and just had more volume, we had to use him in other places as well. Um, but he was he was more like the face back in the day because he was the one that was going out and speaking to the customers and and uh, there like they, he was the only one that anybody ever saw. We were all in the back just hiding, just making pizza all day. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And, um, and over time, this has now changed. Now everyone's responsible for the social media. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the most part, I mean, yeah, we all we all pitch in. There's a lot of things that like I have to make sure it gets on there for specials or for. For just general um, announcements, like our our new catering menu, we just launched on our website and everything. We have a lunch special menu that we wanted to launch today. Actually, um, it's on the website already, and it's it's uh, set to go at 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The uh, things like that. I have to post that actually after this. And um, there's just a lot of different things. Carlos will just every now and then we'll just when he has time post a food pick that that we need up there um, to stay engaged. Considering we're in such a, a, a data world and we have to kind of look at everything as far as who's watching you, where people are coming from, are we increasing our business, you know, mm-hmm. every Friday, over every Friday, repeatedly? Uh, how are you gauging these things? Are you looking at numbers and stats or kind of just... Gauging what exactly, though? Just, like the, re- just the growth in various areas, oh, okay. where people all are coming from. All yeah. the time. We look at all the numbers, uh, from likes to follows to shares uh, shares is huge. We know when we did when we posted something that is gonna hit because we'll we'll just see the shares start stacking up. Um, yeah, the, every every number we can follow, every number that we can see the growth, we we yeah. We so do, we keep doing the things that keep, make us grow, and we stop doing things that don't make us grow. Right. So so like that's the social media part of it. It's like then with the ultimate thing is like revenue, right? You. You see revenue going up every week and, and the amount of volume of pizzas and sandwiches and salads and pastas or whatever. Um, and then deliveries and, and pickups. So we, I have to make adjustments. That's kind of my job where I have to see, okay, um, we need two guys on saute like at all times, especially during the weekend. Um, and then pizza, Carlos normally has it, but Brian has, I, we transitioned Brian into more of uh, half Half pizza and half like expo, which is um, slicing and putting the pies in boxes and other things too. But he's kind of Carlos's assistant with pizza. Like he's actually learned how to make pizza now, and he can actually put a pie in the oven, which is pretty crazy because I never thought I'd see Brian make a pizza. But um, he's doing really well. So like things like that, it, it just and that only happened in the last month or two because the volume was just going up and up, and Carlos. As a pizza guy, like, nobody, like, all right, we understand chicken has to get prepped, sausage has to get prepped, broccoli rob, but nobody understands the prep that a pizza guy has to do. A pizzaiolo has a lot of prep between garlic knots, between shells for the squares that we put out. The bread for the sandwiches. The, we make all we, our oh, bread yeah, in-house. Oh, yeah, our bread. We make all bread in-house in daily, every day. So he has to stretch that out. He has to let them proof. He has to uh, cook them, then put them away. I mean, all these things are just, and there's more, there's more but... And then what so happens... keeping up with the dough that we need. Right, so the gauging that you're talking grow, about... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just, it's tough because we went from doing like a certain amount of dough, and now on Fridays and Saturday nights, I'm finding myself doing two batches ahead of time on Wednesdays and Thursdays just to get ready for the weekend now. 
Yeah, it's, so it's it, getting we watch the numbers very carefully. Our walking is getting too our, small. Our product it really is. is not for nothing. Uh, the, the Carlos, most likely, we, we could have given him help. We should have given him help a, a, a while before. It's just he's he's too proud to say anything. He 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 just he always kept to himself. He uh, you saw how hard he worked. You know, if we re- if you if you if you actually really looked at it, you you would you could see how hard he worked and how fast he had to move and everything like that. And he just was too proud to say anything until it got to a point where our volume was just, you know, now is going out the window. And then you know we always we try to have meetings at the end of the night. At, you know, as tired as we are, as many hours as we are, you know, huh. meetings are key at the end of the night. You can't you can't keep working. And not have a meeting to see where everybody's head is at, and see where, that you know that we're on the same page. You can't just assume everything like that. Um, meetings at the end of the night is very key. Uh, so when we have these meetings, we we, we talk about everything as a whole, how the day went, how the week went, where what direction we want to go in, what specials we want to do, everything, etc. Um, and we finally saw like the over how overwhelmed he's been getting, and um, he finally said something like, you know, I, I guys, I need help. You know, finally said something. We're like, okay, well, you know, I, well, we're gonna get you help. So we got our young, our, our the youngest brother, out of us. Um, yeah, Brian. Brian him. was doing a lot of other, a lot of other things. He was, a, he was a floater. Before. Yeah, he was a floater, and he was, he helped out at the counter, the phones. He did deliveries. He, he was helping at Expo. Um, Expo he had down packed, but it was just like, all right, so let's just take him away from that. And forget about going on deliveries as much, and we're just gonna be um, with pizza. So, the last point I wanted to make about you, you know, gauging things was honestly we're up to three, sometimes four delivery drivers on the weekends. <clears throat> that's how much delivery. That's how much delivery has been in, in the demand, and so that's what I'm slowly doing. We're slowly beefing we up the keep staff our delivery in different ways. Down. We went. We went from delivering where we were able to just take the deliveries ourselves. <clears throat> Like, you know, yeah. that's what we... we when we, you know, first, we, tried, started, when we yeah. first started, yeah. we tried to... Like, you guys we used to, to show up to diner all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we try our best. Sometimes. <laughs> we, try our, we try our best, you know, to, to just keep it, you know, or we tried our best to just keep it with us, you know, where, you know, we can interact with our customers. It's not because we want to be greedy and keep the money for ourselves. No, it has nothing to do with... We want, we want to go out and interact with our customers and and, and, and explain what we're, what we're doing here and, and talk to them a little bit just to get them a little bit more comfortable um, so they don't just know us as... Four bros or just pizza. They just they know who we actually are. Um, that was that's very that's very important to us still. Um, but it just gets so crazy that we don't we don't have the time unfortunately to do that all the time. Um, so we we got up to a point where we needed one delivery, then we needed two, then we needed three, and now we now we're, we're seeing we need three to four. It's it's just it's getting it's getting crazy. It's it's a beautiful thing. Are you guys using any of the third-party stuff for deliveries? No. 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 They no, we, I refused. I just looked around and said, I don't see any tablets. No. We, we, so Listen, I think I um, Jay asked us that earlier. but Down with Grubhub, man. Look, I, I'll be honest. There's times where people that I know, that I respect in this industry and, and just the food industry in general tell me, like, you need to get this no, going because it's a whole different market. And they're absolutely right. They're... There's people that will not order anywhere else yeah. except for Grubhub, Uber Eats, or things like that, and it does. I, I don't know why. There's really no sense behind it when you have a place that delivers themselves. It's convenience. Yeah. It, it is convenience, but we have an online ordering system. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They have to get. 
the key is getting them to use yours. Once you got them on yours, then it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, yeah and you know but what? Most, I, again, a lot of people are like, I have the app. I'm just all my credit card information, et cetera. It's in yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But That's it. The big straw, same thing with us. We have our native online ordering, like our own, you know, like yeah. our own website, yeah, yeah, yeah. our own thing. Mm-hmm. Once we get people to use it, they're on it. For, yeah, they're for on it. Good, right. But the, the struggle is getting people to use that's it. The, that's the struggle. And that's a serious struggle because I have a friend that actually made stickers and told, um, I don't know what else he did. I forgot. I think he sent an email to everybody. Anyway, any, any, any order that came in through Grubhub, Uber Eats, whatever, he had a sticker on the bag clearly saying, Order from us. It's cheaper. It's well, faster. It's better. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't that's know. We, but that's what we. That's what we did. Yeah. yeah. So very so low that, key. I made a menu item on Grubhub uh-huh. that just said, you know, use promo code Grubhub on our website. I give you ten percent off. And then you start wow. seeing orders. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so we started seeing orders come in on our website that say Grubhub discount code, and I'm knowing we're stealing people off the app. So. He, but he explained oh, he, he explained his prices our prices are higher on these apps yeah, yeah. and yeah. because you have to make up for the loss order from us it's better faster cheaper whatever this guy in I think he did um, eight months of this he only converted six people eight months of this hard work six people all right yeah six people six customers six customers don't get me wrong they're very valuable but it's just like the, the time and work you had to put in to get that. Obviously, it's only because he had these things already. I, every now and then, think about the market that we're missing, but at the same time, I, I'm not, like, I'm against ripping off customers and, and then having to take food out of our mouths at the same time. They take 30%. Thirty percent with a driver. I, I want to interject and say you're not missing the market. It sounds like you're busy enough. You just brought your fourth bro into yeah. the action fully because you know you were so overloaded in here and trying to put everything out. And you know the guy that told you that you're missing out. You need to be on Grubhub or you need to be on this or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. His business might be struggling in the fact that he doesn't have something everybody loves like pizza. Yeah. I, I mean, this is such a market that. Yes, pizza could be saturated, but also if you're dominating it and putting out a great pizza, you could be the dominant force in the pizza area, at least in your neighborhoods, right? So, like, if you do go on Grubhub, yeah, you're going to get a little bit more business, but is it worth it if you're building it out here? Probably not. No, I completely agree with that. We That's the reason why, I, even though I, like, I'll it, it be in my head, because I have to look at all angles. I have to I have to give it a thought. I can't just, like, out, I rule it out. Um, these guys can, but I have to because I'm I'm the one that's steering the ship. So every now and then it'll get in my head, but I'm just saying, you know, don't worry, forget it. Just we'll, we'll, we're gonna keep moving on and moving on. So the other thing is, we do put out, I think, in my in our opinion, is a superior product. The thing is, our our pricing is a little bit a little bit higher than others, and let me explain that real quick because. Not everybody's gonna know this, and I've been meaning to make a video on this. I just, I just don't have freaking time. But this do, is important. Do people know pizza prices? Like they, I, they, I pay whatever you tell me, I'm paying you. Yeah, see, that's that's. I love those customers, but at the same time, I want them to appreciate what they're getting for their money too. Like, I don't want to just I have a blind customer that just goes in there and says, "Here." Even though that's the way I used to do things too. I just go in, hey, let me get a pie, eighteen, no problem. Here, I didn't even care. But there's times where, like, I worked in pizzerias that were selling a large pie for $14.50. And I'm over here like, what? Like, I, I, if I tasted the pizza, so I'm like, I know it's good. I know it's decent. I know it's okay. Like, it's not bad at all. So you could be getting more money for it. The thing is, they, 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 
base it on the volume that they do. They base it on their food costs. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I'm assuming because I never really talked to a, um, an owner of this, the one that I'm talking about. But I'll give you an example. We use three different flours in our, in our pizza. Three different flours. We use Caputo flour, okay? One bag of that, our bag of flour is ranging from $32 to $41 a bag. 90% of the, the, the pizzerias around here are using Trump's are using uh, Pillsbury, uh, even Sasson, and they're ranging from 16 to $18 a bag. We're doing double, and sometimes more than double per bag. Um, how, how much yield do you get from that bag? Uh, so one, wait, that's about, it's like what's a 50 the, pound the bag, total right? batch um, of dough? How much is it, 25,000 kilos or no? Yeah. Yeah, so dough, basically, grams. Gram, well, yeah, grams, kilos, yeah. kilograms. Um, so like yeah, one bag. How many does that turn into? Oh, oh, that depends on, depends on we, so we, we weigh out the dough differently. We use the dough for our bread, we, we use the dough, but Carlos can do the math right it's now, honestly. It's tough to explain. So one, one, of the dough, one of the flours is the main ingredient, and then the others have a smaller percentage to, to the entire batch. So one bag, I'll get two batches of dough out of, and no, the no, other no, no, ones for, I'm getting like, tw like 10 to 12 that, batches Carlos. per bag. So it's hard to math it out, but then per batch, I'm getting... About 20 of each dose, and I have three different okay. doughs. So I got 20 house doughs, 20, 20 large doughs, 20 small doughs from one So batch. roughly 60 of, and, and all evenly spread out between all three size doughs that we have. Right. But basically I was trying to tell them this, to not do the details, only because uh, a full batch of dough is 25 kilograms, and a full bag of flour, regardless of what brand or what kind it is, is 25 kilos. So to your answer, oh, okay. is 25 kilograms... Sense. Is like about sixty dollars divided between all three sizes that we have, um, but yeah, that's that's one example as to why our pizza is a little higher priced. It the most important part of Caputo being different than others is that it doesn't contain <coughs> potassium bromide. Potassium potassium bromide is just a filler, and it's like a chemical filler that it's like. I mean, I don't want to put it this way, but it's like people cutting drugs. You know, like you put an extra something in there just to spread it out to whatever. This is the same thing that works with flour. People will take potassium bromate to fill it in with real fresh flour. Caputo doesn't have that. They have 100% flour and, and everything is completely natural in there. Um, and the Tipo one that we use. That's the price change. Right. That's the price change. That's why it's double the price. Um, the Tipo one that we use is is mostly germ and, and bran in it, and that's what we add to our pizza. We don't need it. We can honestly get rid of it and just up the other ones. The Tipo one is the most expensive. Yeah, it is because Nivolo is a little bit cheaper. But the Tipo one is we put it in there solely to add germ and bran to our our dough, honestly, just to make it a little healthier for the for the consumer. That's 100% what it is. So we put out the money just for that. Grande cheese, the top of the line, it's the top at the top of this market. Most um, expensive. The most expensive. Um, our tomatoes, they're not, they're not necessarily too much more expensive, so, but it is a little more expensive. And then we make our own fresh mozz in-house. Everything is done by hand. We do um, french fries. They're hand-cut in-house. We don't buy frozen. We buy real potatoes, cut them. We don't like have so, a freezer here. Yeah, we don't have a freezer here. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, free, um, frozen fries are, are great, but we just want to be able to keep it at the same level as, like, pizza. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's the reason. That's a few of the reasons why our our pizza costs a little bit more. You get fresh quality at Four Bros. Every time we do anything, it, we 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 our goal is to make everything as if possible house made, freshly made. Yeah. We we try to do everything ourselves. If, 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 obviously, if it's possible, um, so the quality's there. That's why um, I try to tell you that we we don't make our lives easier. Yeah. Carlos is keen to the dough science. Danny understands recipes and is quite a strategist. Brian's been the bench player through social media and rotating the other roles of the business. And Danny, well, he's the glue holding the four bros brand together. Give them a follow and make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast for more great stories through the hospitality business.